Get ready to uncover the secrets of building resilience with our guest, Alana Rubashevsky. That's Rubashevsky. In this episode, we delve into triggers that will affect us all, how not to take them personally, which is really tough, and the power of letting go. Join us as we explore the five simple steps to boost your resiliency, regardless of what life throws at you. And her goal is to help you build resilience and respond versus react, which she believes will increase the positivity of the world one person at a time, which I think is an awesome goal. This episode of the Lead Machine Growth Show is brought to you by Lead Machine, the step-by-step tech easy system for getting leads online. Are you struggling to get leads from your lead magnet? Are you tired of seeing low conversion rates and losing potential customers? It's time to revive your lead magnet and start attracting more leads. Download our free report, 10 Deadly Lead Magnet Mistakes That Are Costing You Leads, and learn how to create a high converting lead magnet that engages your audience and drives conversions. Don't let common mistakes hold you back any longer. Revive your lead magnet today and download your free report at www.getleadmachine.com forward slash deadly. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show, where you will discover how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Paul Guyen, the mastermind behind the Lead Machine, introduces you to Trailblazers, who inspire you to implement life-changing solutions and systems you can model to nurture your leads and get your offers seen by your ideal clients who will invest in themselves and you. Be sure you visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, tune in and get ready to transform your vision into reality. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show. I'm Paul Guyon, your host, Lead Machine Coach, and founder of the Lead Machine Mastermind Group. I'm dedicating to helping you tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Whether you're just starting out or looking to take your business to the next level, let's get this conversation started and turn your dreams into reality. And so, welcome, Alana. I'm Thank so glad you. that you could make it. Thank you so much, Paul, for having me. You're amazing. I, you're just, you're absolutely wonderful. And thank you so much for all the people who you help. We appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. You know, we were talking before the show and you, you throw me a, you you threw me kind of a zinger. I I didn't really know what you meant. And you said, oh, make sure you ask me this first. So what is your future self-advocate? Well, I am the future self-advocate. And basically what I do is I help you focus forward instead of living in the past. Mm. So we have these things where it's like, well, it didn't work in the past, so I'm scared it's not going to work in the future. Or right. I was not able to do X, Y, and Z. Have you ever had that? Never. Of <laughs> course. Yes. Every minute. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically, I help you cut ties with your past and focus forward and connect more with what would your future self do? So. I'm your future self advocate because ah. you have an amazing future, and I yeah. want. To- yeah, and and how are you going to get where you're going if you're looking in your rearview mirror? You're right, gonna <laughs> you're going to crash, <laughs> and crash. we do. 
So tell us a little bit about your story yourself and how are you the uh, so full of energy and positivity? I met you at JV Connect and I went, wow, this <laughs> lady is a dynamo and she's uh, she's got this powerful, um, this great um, energy about you. And so where did all that come from? And maybe it wasn't always that way. You are absolutely right. It was not always that way. Yeah. In fact, uh, I was born and raised to be quieter than water and shorter than uh, than grass. And that was in Ukraine. And so basically yeah. we're supposed to be, shh. kids are supposed to be seen mildly helpful and not heard, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and so I've changed that. And basically what I've realized is, let me ask you, have you ever been stuck in a negativity cycle running a Netflix marathon of your worst moments and most embarrassing scenes over and over and again in your mind and beating yourself up with an imaginary bat? Yeah, who hasn't? Yeah, well, yeah. I've been beating myself up for years and this resulted in chronic migraines since I was eight, loss of multiple organs, uh, mental self-battery and self-abuse, um, including a lot of stress, adding stress and overwhelm to my life and letting others take advantage of me because I was trying to please everybody and take care of everything. And so my body crashed and I had to do something. And so after hitting a lot of brick walls and a pharmacy of medications, being a guinea pig of experiments uh, in, that I would take on a daily basis, um, and this is since I was eight consecutively, um, I tried the thing that I had zero belief that would help. It was a mental reset and where I had to change my thinking. And that helped me get rid of my chronic mi migraines, healing endometriosis, IBS, SIBO, and all the other alphabet soup letters that have been accrued in my body since I was a kid. So I was so thrilled that it helped all of my ailments and that I had, like, I've been free of them for more than eight years spread the word now right yeah. so i became a positivity coach and your future self-advocate because initially i needed that for me right and now i can help you do that too and so wow. i get to take people on a journey where we throw the ultimate internal critics anonymous festivals where we take your brain's current netflix marathon and squish the negative self-talk and get rid of the imaginary bat and turn your life into a hmm, feel good, thriving channel permanently. And so the inner world changes into a place where positivity reigns and your inner critic gets squished. And along with all the ailments that it causes. And wouldn't you want to live there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about what about all the pharmaceutical uh, medications and stuff? Did, did those all stop? Gone, all gone. And, wow. and, and basically a lot of people are like, well, I don't have time to do that, which could be an excuse, right? Because it's like, we're so scared to change our mental things, right? Anything in our mind is like, no, 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 I have to do this. I have to do that. I don't have time to go digging into my, that's my closet of that. We don't go in there. Right. But what if I can tell you that you can change all these things and the time it takes to go to the bathroom every day? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to know that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so. Uh, a little bit more about the mental reset. Uh, one of my favorite, uh, mo most recent favorite authors is Hal Elrod. He wrote a fabulous book called 
the Miracle Morning. In fact, there's a new new updated version that just came out, and uh, I'm listening to his uh, to his podcast because he's got such a positive mindset. So, uh, what did you do to your to your day, your routine, your uh, your life, your food, your you know what this th what what was the basis of that mind reset and, and how did you come up with it? Well, so I, I've taken a lot of different experts. Um, I started listening after I got home from the hospital after another organ removal. Um, I'm like, I can't keep doing this, right? I've, I've only got a limited number of organs and they're kind of necessary, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I started listening to Hay House Radio and that was my kind of gateway opening to all the other things. And so in Hay House Radio, there were people who were talking about hey, right now at this moment, you are not being chased by a tiger, right? You are actually physically safe. Your mind thinks you're not, right? Your mind is like, well, I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to do this and I have to do all of this. And that was a consistent nonstop uh, stress level since approximately since I was about six, I'll say, because by the time I was eight, I was already on like a ton of, I had a neurologist, right? So um, I had to kind of be, okay, I am okay right now. So my mind is like, oh, she's safe okay, we're not being chased by a tiger. So calm down. And I'm like, okay, now I calm down a little bit because for me, meditation was hard because it's like, I'm sitting here not doing anything. I can't not do anything. I have so many things to do. Um, now I meditate, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know what it's like to get from A to Z. And so basically I was, I got to sit down. I'm like, I am physically safe. And I just kind of stood, waited in that feeling of I'm safe. I can take a breath. Okay. So now I'm like, and there's also breathing techniques out there. Mm -hmm. And so all of this stuff for going from a person who cannot meditate, who cannot sit still to somebody who's like, okay, we are calm. We are peaceful and I'm grounded. And to whoever is like, yes, I got the energy. I can pump it up. I can do all of this. <laughs> so yeah. all of that can reside within me <laughs> and it can reside within you too and tug at each one that's not needed. Yeah. And so, uh, was there any, did you change your diet at all? Your exercise routines or did this everything change? So I changed my mindset. That was the key thing. Yeah. Um, and my mindset was basically, I am not in fight or flight and I can be peaceful right now. Anything else that I'm freaking out about, is it a fear or a fact? So if it's a fear, then that's something that my mind is creating and my mind is worrying about. And it does not necessarily be, need to be a hamster in the hamster wheel, right? It's keeping me busy, but not getting me anywhere yeah. or the hamster. It's keeping the hamster busy and not getting the hamster anywhere. Or if it's a fact, okay, if it's a fact, let me reassess that. Right. And so if it's a fact, I'm like, okay, what in this, how can I grow from it? How can I understand it? How can I heal from it? And how can I, how can this be beneficial to me? What what lessons do I need to learn to get this scary fact that's pending doom, we'll say, um, to be something that I learn from to not have this again? Because I believe that once we have these um, these impen like these scary things that happen for us not just to us, they happen for us. We yeah. get to learn. And if we don't learn, it'll keep happening. Like, have you ever dated the same person repeatedly, just in a different body, same characteristics, same everything? Oh, yeah. 
And so until we realize or until we heal something in ourselves that attracts us and pulls us to that same kind of person, we will keep dating that same person over and over and over again and bringing in the same baggage from the other people. So actually it's like we're dating our old exes through this person, right? And so it, of course it's not going to be amazing until we heal and get rid of all those things from within ourselves. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, that makes me think of not only the, the, uh, the ex relationships, former relationships we have, but relationships we have with, with business partners, with clients, with vendors, with employees, with contractors, with people, relationships, period. Uh, we, we tend to have attract the same kind of people into our lives. Uh, maybe, maybe they're like us, maybe they're, maybe the opposite, uh, frequently they're toxic and they, they, they get you looking in the past because they remind you of the past. And like we were saying, you know, if you're looking at it, how are you going to get forward? If you're looking in the rearview mirror, you're not going to get to the store. You're not to get, going to get to where you're going. And a lot of times, uh, those associations, those, um, relationships are, um, are holding you back, which is really a terrible realization when you have a partner, a, a spouse or uh, a family member, because you don't, you, you can't choose your family. Right? Absolutely. But there's, there's, um, obviously there are some things that you can do about those relationships. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about that, about how you can rebuild? I think you, maybe you have to rebuild your, the way you think about them uh, so that they don't affect you in the ways that, that they are currently affecting you. Is that, is that right? That is right. But before we do that, the preliminary yeah. step before we jump into this deep dive of a pool, we need to step back and realize that a life happens for us, not to us. All these things are things that we have subconsciously decided we want to create. And in addition to that, it's not just, so for example, the ailments we have in our bodies, it's a, it stems from, oh my goodness, I'm going to be like, people have said, oh my God, you're going to be so successful and you're going to, you know, you're going to be able to get me into a good, uh, convalescent hospital. Like parents have said, or you're going to be able to take care of me in my old age. And you're like, with my parents in my old age. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. And so you're kind of sabotaging your own success on a subconscious level without actually knowing it. It's like, yes, I want to do that because you're my parents and I owe you and I want to, and I love you. And, and yes, and, and I do, but you're like, I can't handle this because we're going to keep fighting and you're going to keep making me feel this small and you know, things like that. Have you ever felt that? Yeah. <laughs> and so basically once we kind of, I mean, that's another hook that we get to get rid of, but all of those things, it's your body's subconscious way of saying, yeah, I can't, every time I do this, I have a pain, so I can't do it and see, I have a pain, so I'm not physically able to. And so we develop these pains and, and things. Um, and there's actually experts in this field who help remove all of these kind of mindsets that we've created. And that's gotten rid of a lot of pains. And I've actually gotten rid of a lot of my ailments that were, stuck and doctors were saying, no, it has to get be, you know, removed through surgery. It's like, no, it did not have to get removed through surgery for me for the other ones. Cause surgery, it kept coming back. It's like, I have, I don't have the organ anymore. Why is it still doing it? Huh. Because <laughs> it's not in the organ it's in here and it's all subconscious. 
So once we like, so having that realization, the next kind of realization we need to make is, um, is basically that uh, people are mirrors. So anybody we interact with, our friends, our family, our clients, our coworkers, our vendors, all of these people, strangers in the street, they are mirrors to us. So the things that we get mad at others are the things we are upset with ourselves. Um, and we just can't admit mm. it. And so it bothers us. Like, And it's also, it's also a lot of it is your shadow self. Like it can also be, you wish you had that. Um, an example, like, we attract people who are similar to us, who have the same mannerisms, who have the same values. And we also attract the people who are opposite of us, which we secretly wish we could do, like the shadow self, because it's like, you know, there's there's the uh, opposites attract. It's like, I wish I could go be so spontaneous, but I can't. I have to be respectful and I have to be appropriate. And I have so many responsibilities because that's how I was taught. But the spontaneity is so fun, and, but I can't, you know, that whole dance between yes and no, and I want to, and I'm so attracted to it. That's why kids and younger people are, are you know, general, we like the bad boy or we like the, the, you know, the out there girl that plays and, 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 you know, the person who has this attention or, or if we're always out here, we're liking somebody who's like more calm. It's like, huh, they're able to sit and read a book for a while. That means they must be smart. Let me go talk to them a little more. You know, so it's the thing of like, well, I'm supposed to be outgoing because I'm supposed to, that's what people think. And that's their mindset. And then it's like, okay, but, but I'm interested in all of this other stuff too, but I can't because then, you know, popular kids, and this is a frequently in high school, popular kids cannot be reading books all the time. That's not appropriate. That would not be popular, right? So these kinds of instilled beliefs kind of keep us in our, in our lane. And so when we talk to somebody else, we need to realize, or when we're finding something either off-putting or attractive, they're mirrors to us. And so it's like, huh, why am I, why is this person triggering me? So my sister-in-law would trigger me a lot and she would trigger me because she is, has zero regard for anybody else. And I am a people pleaser with very limited boundaries or had <laughs> way back when, um, had very limited boundaries. And so it's like, oh, can you do this? Yes. Can you do that? Yes. Can you do this? And it was really funny because she was like, you know, I got you, this was about seven to 10 years ago. She's like, I got you Lululemon pants because I know that that's not something that you would get yourself, but she would get Lululemon pants and wear them for, you know, for, we'll say three months and then throw them away. And I was like, what are you, you're just throwing money away and away and away. And for me, it was like this whole frugal and this careful and take things carefully. And for me, it was like, she just has no regard for anything. She just takes, throws away and doesn't care. But she was like, she kept decluttering. She kept removing all the negativity that goes on in her. And so she was like, I want it. I get it. If I'm, I no longer want it, then I throw it away. And for me, it's like, well, I got it. So I have to have it and I have to keep it and I have to keep it for a long time. So basically those things would be like, you're just tossing things. You're just throwing away money and it's not even yours. It's my brother's, <laughs> you know? So I was like, 
it's not fair. It's not okay. I would not tell her this, but it was just bothering me all the time. And it's like, I want to be able to do that. I want to have no regard. I mean, it's not that I I do, but it's like also like that's my shadow self of I want to not care. I want to be able to throw this away and have faith that I will have something better and and even nicer later. Um so those are the kinds of examples. I'll just say. That's your letter that's your letting go, isn't it? That is so that was me kind of seeing in the mirror of who she is and why it triggers me that she uh, does all of this. And I was like, I would like to have that. And so I was like, she's just amazing in that sense. And she's able to do this. So why can't I part with a few things? Why can't I just get myself the um, face cream or get this? I mean, I can definitely afford it. She can afford it. I can afford it. But I didn't. And so now I'm like, well, I get to self-care as well. So I'm like, thank you for showing this to me. And it was like, it was just a shift in me. I mean, whether she knows it or not, it's a shift in me. And I'm like, I'm, I come into that situation with more gratitude, with more grace. And like, I see her as, thank you for teaching me a lesson. You wise person, you, instead of you are so inconsiderate, you are so, you know, she would not wash dishes. She would not, you know, like we were uh, living under the same roof. And so it was like, she doesn't care, you know? Well, that makes it a lot harder. <laughs> it, it did. And so it was just, it was an interesting experience until I kind of looked at her as if she's a mirror for me. And it's like, what is it in her that triggers me so much? And it was like, oh, I want to be a little more like that. And so once I took that, I was able to set more boundaries for myself and I was able to be like, and to show myself, like not, not um, prevent myself from getting what it is that I was like secretly wanting, but I would feel like I'm being very, um, I'll say petty, but um, very um, greedy hmm. and, and egocentric by giving myself $100 pants as opposed to, um, you know, I, why do I need $100 pants? I can get $100 pants for everybody else, but for myself, I'll get the, you know, the $20 pants. So it was just, it was interesting that it's like, why am I not deserving? I would get her gifts for, you know, for $100, $200, $300. But for myself, it's like, oh, I can't, no, I'll just, I'll, I'm okay. I don't need anything. I'll, I'll be fine. I don't need this. You know, if I need it, it's not a need, it's a want. So it's it more yeah. like, yeah. And so she mirrored that for me. And once I saw that, I'm like, thank you for the lesson. So I approach her with gratitude as opposed to like, uh, judgy and, and not okay. So, so, and that really helps to, to recognize that and, and, and view that person in a different light, uh -huh. which helps you get over your anxiety or angst or whatever, whatever you're triggering that you're, that you're feeling. So uh, why do we get so triggered and why do we take it so personally? Hmm. Good question. I mean, so, here, before you answer, before you answer, you and I had a pre-call three, a couple weeks ago after yeah. JV Connect. And um, there are some things in there that triggered me and you knew it right away. I knew that you knew it. And I went, oh gosh, she, she knows that I'm, that she's triggering me. And, and then, and I'm sitting here backpedaling and I'm going, wow, this person's really got it. She's she's she knows something uh, about me that it, that made me feel uncomfortable. And and that, I knew I had to have you on the show because because of of that, you know, in, intuition that you have. 
And so why do we take it so personally? And we, 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 we're, um, we're not responding. We're, we're being triggered. We are being triggered. Yeah. Um, I would actually love to hear more about what you said (laughs) (laughs) and your feelings in that situation, but I'll answer the question first, or would you like to (laughs) explain or share more? I don't remember exactly. I think we were talking about, um, well, we were talking about relationships. You know, your your primary coaching is for divorce. Yeah. And uh, I've been divorced twice. And I remarried after waiting about 10 years. And um, and I met my one. She's my rock. She's she's my best friend. You know, I just love her so much. And she she's she got me back into coaching and doing all the things I'm doing now that uh that I didn't really have the support for. And it was during that conversation, we were talking about something. And um, I think we I mentioned, well, we really don't want to talk about, and, and divorce is a real thing. If you're an entrepreneur, you may have been divorced. You may be in a divorce, or you may be just coming out of, of a divorce. Or you may have a relationship that doesn't understand you. Or maybe you, like me, you have a relationship with someone who wants to understand, is trying to understand, and is doing a damn good job of it. You know, somewhere somewhere along there, I think I felt like I was backpedaling or uh, something that you said triggered me and you, you picked up on it. You picked up on whatever it was I saying, and I'm, I'm being really transparent here. This is personal, um, but I don't care. It was because that's that's what my show is about is to be real, be me. So whatever it was we were talking about at that time, you cut co- you corrected me. You corrected my thinking, and I went wow. And that's why I said, oh, she's going to be on my show. She's going to be great, and but we're going to talk about relationships. And then we had another conversation just earlier today about about what we're talking about now and it's changed a couple times and that's triggered me (laughs) it's changed me a little bit because i like things orderly and uh in a certain way so that i can be prepared to show up the best way that i can and i have a a regiment in a you know uh, a disciplined way of approaching that and so so there you have it i've just laid it out i've laid out my soul (laughs) Thank you so much, Paul. I will be honest with you. I don't remember what I said way back uh, when we were. I don't don't either. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad that helped. And with me, it's like, I feel I am connected. um, And I've grown that intuitive, as you mentioned, I'm I'm intuitive. And so I've grown that. um, And it's kind of, I just, it's what I feel called to do. So before every time I talk, I'm like, hey, please, give me the wisdom, give me whatever it is you want to talk about. So, and what, he, what it is that you want me to share. And so I just kind of it's not scripted. It's just, <laughs> it flows. And, um, I wish I had a talk. I've tried scripting talks before. Um, and I've scripted, like, I like the structure and I've scripted talks. Oh, well, if I have this kind of audience, I'll, I'll have this one. So I'd have like three different versions of talks, which I would be able to pull up 
at any point in time of the beginning when I like in the introduction part of like, after I see how the people respond, mm-hmm. but I never, ever, even those three that I've written out and written out key points to never followed because it was always something else was being called to be like something else would go through me and I would just be like, okay, this is what needs to come out. And this is what needs to be talked about. So for me, it's just being scripted or, or having, I I like organization. I've always liked organization, but it also, it's this, kind of so I love I love when people are organized I love that and I try to be organized but then life just happens and so it just kind of ebb and flow with it um like today my you know I mentioned I I submitted everything late I apologize um (laughs) thank you for (laughs) for being so flexible with me and so patient with me um but you asked me about getting triggered and uh the reason for it so there are we get triggered and it's not something so let me let's go with this example if you don't mind so you mentioned that you um you get triggered when you know when i've triggered you a few times i'm pretty sure that you know this new stranger that you just met who just automatically triggered you is not because something in me triggered you it's because something from your past, possibly your childhood, oh, yeah. has got some hooks in there, hooks in you that are in there. And so anytime somebody brushes up against them, it hooks on. So like, you know, a you know fabric or something, it hooks on and you're just like, okay, I'm stuck and I'm triggered. So once you let go of those things, or once you look at each and every one of these hooks that are in there, you'll be able to kind of let them go and figure out figure out the lesson in each one. And then when they walk by, you won't be snagging the fabric or snagging the the interaction. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So we get triggered because of the things, our instilled belief systems that we have in our childhood, that our parents, our society, our community that we grew up in have instilled in us. And this is the way it should be. And then when we're adults, when and we just, we stack upon it. So we keep stacking and stacking and stacking. Okay, this is good. This is how it's supposed to be. This is how it needs to go. Excellent. Okay. And then everything that's not that is, that's not appropriate. No, I'm going to stay away from that. And that also could build into our shadow self. It can build into, I wish I could, but it's just not me. I I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so we build up on this, but we don't actually take the time after we've built up this like solid, solid, strong foundation, after we've built all that, we don't look back and assess, hey, is this helpful for me or is this harmful? Is it benefiting my life and where I want to go? Like, is this going to benefit this solid foundational structure? Is this helping me get to where I want to go? For example, let me give an example. Um, I have been terrified and I've been instilled, like the things that have been instilled in me, any form of sales is sleazy it's bad it's evil asking anybody for money is horrible and so when i started coaching the things that were people were saying that's if you don't help people you know they won't see they won't be able to have the benefit from you and it's like yes i know and i can help people like my you mentioned i'm i'm a divorce coach i do divorce coaching and i help people get divorced in 12 weeks right so do people need that 
Yes. For a fraction of the cost. Yes. But I would still have like hesitancy of, well, I can't offer that. Yeah. Let them spend 30,000 and upwards of getting, you know, and spending years of getting divorced. That's better. Of course. Yeah, no, I'm not helping them by letting them do that. Right. I can help them right now quickly and easily. And so that kind of situation, it's like, I've been, I had to take me quite a while. It took me quite a long time to figure out that yes, what I'm offering is very important and very good, but it's also not something that they're able to, um, and, and me selling them on it, or it's not selling them per se, it's not giving them something they don't need. It's me kind of giving them a way to heal and move on with their life better and faster because I have the tools, they don't have the tools. And so instead of having them, you know, try to figure things out just because I have a fear of you know, being too salesy, being too, um, you know, trying to, you know, being too sleazy, um, whatever the things were that were in my past and instilled in me by people who loved me a lot because they wanted me to be a good human um, was actually keeping me over there attached to, to that side and staying away from, I can help all these people. So I'm like at this tug of war, you know, with my future self who's able, who wants to help people and my past self who wants to be a good human. And I'm like, but I can help you, but, oh, I'm going to be scared because I don't want to be too salesy. And it's like me offering what I do is, you know, is right there and it's going to help. And it's a win, 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 win situation, right? For all parties, for the couple, for their kids, for their finances, for everything. But no, I would still for years be stuck in. I'm just not going to help. That way I won't be salesy and they will make their own decisions. Like they don't know that you can help. They would love your help. <laughs> so right. that's a um, that's one of the hooks that I personally had. And so once yeah. I let go of that hook, now I'm able to be like, let me help you. And you know, and just like we, you know, it's not being salesy, it's being helpful. And I'm not one of those, I mean, there are people who are salesy for the sake of being salesy. Um, Hey, get this thing. My parents were buying insurance and there was somebody who called them and they're like, yeah, I'm going to give insurance to you. And it's going to be this price. Okay. What's covered. You need to sign papers and you need to pay first. Then I'll tell you what's covered. Okay. What's the company. I'll tell you what's what the company is after you pay. It's like, no, no. <laughs> so that's what's being too salesy. Yes. <laughs> and then yeah. possibly spammy. Yeah. Possibly spammy. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that's why you, we get that, that, uh, feeling of, of, discomfort when we're when we're faced with having to sell yeah 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 so why do we take those triggers so personally so it, because they are attached to your childhood and they're yeah. attached to something that is and and the thing is it's also a mirror so the mirror and the personal attachment from your childhood because that's been you've spent not one year not two years most of your life building a solid, strong foundation on which you can stand on that mountain and be like, this is me and I'm not budging because this is different. Like simple example, I would like you to take your hands and then put them together five times. And now freeze, which thumb is on top? My right one. Your right one. Now. Do the same thing. Put your left thumb on top. Five times. How's that feeling? Terrible. 
terrible. See? And why is it terrible? It's not that somebody was like, oh, no, you know, we are, you know, we're all only doing right thumbs. And so you have to do right thumb on top because that is something that you're going to do because otherwise it's, it's you know, you're not going to belong here. Nobody said that, right? It's just right. something that you started doing and you've just been doing it without thinking. Yeah. It's and now memory. when you switch it, it's not that it's different. It's bad. It feels terrible, but it's new. It's right? new. Yeah. Now it's I'm a new. drummer, so I I'm into patterns. And so I could learn that pattern. It would feel natural because I, I, you know, but I do, I do more thing. I do different things with my right hand than I do with my left. And I do things with my left and switching them up. Wow. Is hard. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you can do it. But 100%. Yeah. But that's why we stick to our old patterns and we stick to that because it's comfortable. No, this, my left thumb on top, it feels terrible. I'm not going to do it. Never again. Nope. Mm -mm. Right. But it's, it's not worse. It could be a different way and having it feel fine. Having the left thumb on top, you just need a few more repetitions to get it to feel comfortable. And then, so basically that's the, I'm used to being in this path. If you try this path, it may not be worse. It may be better, but no, I'm comfortable in this one. This feels very uncomfortable. I'm not okay with it. The left thumb on top, right? It feels well, we terrible. give up too easily. We do, 100%. So, yeah. and we get triggered because we're so comfortable right over here. So comfortable with our set beliefs, our set boundaries, our set everything that we don't want to move up here to our future self, right? So we want to stay in our past because that's comfortable. That's certain. We have all of this. We have it down. We know exactly what's going to happen each and every time we go through it. But here, it's the unknown. It's the least dumb. It's terrible. It doesn't feel good, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagery. So, <laughs> so, how the heck do we get over it? Oh, what are those five things we were talking about them earlier? Um, yes. When we, when we get triggered, how do we let them go? So, when somebody triggers you, I came up with an acronym that is kind of popular with the young kids. So mm -hmm. have any of you heard of twerk? That's like, I'm an, also a dancer. So twerk is this like body movement of like, you just move, um, contrast and let release. Yeah. So the T, so when you get triggered, when somebody's like, oh my gosh, you're just like, I just wanna time out. So T is for timeout. So, and the reason for that is has anybody said something? Have you said something that you wish you didn't and that you could have taken back? Oh, yes. Yeah. And so when you're triggered, you tend to react and say something that you wish you could take back, but you just don't know because you're so far down the rabbit hole. You're you're on the wrong side of the freeway going the wrong direction. And you're just like, how do I get off this freeway? I don't know. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you re react instead of respond, right? So time out. Right? That's the first thing. And then you figure out the why. Why did you get triggered? Pissed? Upset? Why did you get the blank emotions from what they said? And by now you're kind of calming down. Right? It's a pattern interrupt. Yeah. It's a pattern interrupt. So you the timeout. It's like, I just want you know, <laughs> the timeout, yeah. go. Yeah. 
time out, freeze, you know, that kind of thing. And then ask yourself why, like, why is this triggering me? Because I'm pretty sure that A, it's not your reaction like that for the first time is not going to have that response. The first time was over there somewhere in your past. And I'm pointing over there because we've we've established the pattern of that's the past, that's the future, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So your, your kind of being triggered is in the past because, I mean, the first time anybody does something, you don't go, what did you do? No, you're like, hey, put that down. That's not okay. In the first response, uh, I don't appreciate it. On the 10th response, you're like, why won't you listen, right? Yeah. And so right now your response of like, is a like a 10th or 20th or 30th kind of trigger, which started over there. So why? Why is it that they said that my potatoes are lumpy and really got me angry? I worked so hard in making my potatoes. And yes, I did not take them through a blender. I just used a masher and I'm sorry I didn't do all the clumps out of it. You know, why is it triggering me so much, right? Because there's probably the hooks, right? I like lumpets in my potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) But continue. (laughs) I don't eat potatoes, but (laughs) but yes. (laughs) Um, Now. Like sweet potatoes. Oh, those are yummy. Yeah. (laughs) Now, so we have the T, which is time out. The W, your Y. And now we have the E in twerk, the E. So that is explore. Let's play the fascinated anthropologist and explore the origin of that trigger. When was the first time it happened? Where do you feel it in your body? So we kind of go, hmm, the clumpy potatoes, I like them, but somebody else doesn't. And when I was a little kid and I was mashing potatoes or mashing something else, I was yelled at for not mashing them well enough. And so I've tried so hard to be better at it than, uh, and, and I've worked so hard, but yet I can never get them as perfectly because the secret is you put them into a blender if you want them really fluffy and mashed up as perfectly as they do it in in uh, some restaurants. Or you need to add in a lot of sour cream and butter and stuff. And I don't want them to be so fatty. So yes, mine are lumpy and not as great, but they're healthier for you, for example. I'm just coming up with ideas from wherever, but yes. So explore, why is it? And so when I was younger, I was told and scolded for my potatoes. I wasn't scolded, I was little. And so people said, "Mm, you know, you can improve on that. And I took it personally because when I was little right here, I wanted to make sure everybody is happy with me and I wanted to get praised and I wanted attention and I wanted to make sure that people loved me because that's what I saw love being. It's like, if you get praise and good attention, that means they love you, right? Yep. And taking a few years down the line, getting criticism, it's attention. It's not love. And you're like, I can't get it. I'm trying. I've tried my best. Yeah, I don't have a blender. My blender is being fixed right now. But um, I, yeah, I got clumpy tomato uh, potatoes, so I won't bring them again or whatever, you know. So it's just, it just triggers you because you feel this small from being this small way back over there. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yep. Okay. Now that we've done all this work and found out, because this is a hard process. This is hard. This is not a two-minute thing. <laughs> this is not the process that takes 
you know, the quick yeah. amount of time this takes to go to the restroom. No, but then we release it, breathe it out, shake it out. You know how uh, dogs kind of go Yeah. <laughs> when they sh shake and shiver and, you know, when they're very scared, they shake. And that's the, the natural body response that you just need to like, oh, and we don't allow that because that's not appropriate. That's not okay. Imagine you're walking in a store and you're like, oh. people will be like, I'm going to go take a different aisle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yes. So we don't do that kind of thing in public. And so we have to wait. And by the time we wait, it gets into our organs, into our tissues. And then we've got our issues that happen. Right. And we don't want that either, but God forbid, we're not going to go, oh, it's frustrating because somebody will look at us and make us be like, oh, they're going to judge. And that's the scariest thing of all, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so the next thing, are we, so, so we release it, we get all of that out, whether it's a uh, breathing and there's breathing techniques. I like the, um, breathe in for four counts hold for two and breathe out for twice as twice as much as you breathe uh, took a breath in for so four hold for two and breathe out for eight and then hold for two and then breathe out for breathe in for four hold for two breathe out for eight and hold again mm -hmm. and i like to do three of those but there's other breathing techniques there's the four 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 and four makes it easy but breathing in for half the time as breathing out activates your parasympathetic nervous system calms you down nice so doing a few of those and that's kind of releasing and it's okay to scream to scream into a pillow to just be like i'm not okay with this give me a few minutes i'll be right back i love you but i will be right back and that's like how you touch <laughs> you know and your significant other will be like i don't understand but i respect it as opposed to create you and then storming off, you know, even if you're pissed, you're like, I need me time, you know? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I'm being very animated. <laughs> yes. So that was T-W-E-R's R. release. Okay. And then C is for celebrate because you just okay. did all this work. Yeah. And so like celebrate, you need to reward yourself and make it a positive experience so you will do it again. You can pat yourself on the back. You can be like, yes, I did it. And I'm going to have my favorite beverage of choice. Um, or I'm going to like write a note to my sweetie so that say, hey, guess what I did? Or your friend, best friend, who's like, guess what I did? I did the twerk routine and I was awesome at it. And I cleared one of my books that are in my body. Yeah. And they'll be like, yeah. oh, when you'll be so that's my favorite reward system of like hey buddy i'm gonna do this and i'd love to be able to text you each time i do and celebrate together and i'll be like okay you're crazy but i love you and i'll do it anyway <laughs> <laughs> i mean some of them wow. would be like oh my god i want to do that too but the people who are very like oh you know but after the first two rounds you'll be texting each other with and i'll be like yeah, i did too. <laughs> Well, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. T-W-E-R-C. Right? Yes. Okay. I like the celebration part. I, I always tell people that, teach people that when they're, when they're trying to accomplish goals, that they should celebrate little successes because they lead to big victories. 
And so that that certainly with clearing those triggering uh, effects uh, as we go, because it, it's an it's an incremental iterative process because you don't know what's going to trigger you because you've probably, you know, like me, I've, I've lived a full lifetime of, of uh, potential trigger spots. Some of them don't anymore, but, yeah. uh, and those have been cleared, but uh, that's, that's a wonderful way to think about it. And uh, you just have to be uh, intentional about wanting to be able to, to clear those, those, yeah. uh, those things. And so these things, that we've been talking about are um, can help improve our quality of life as well as our relationships. And we talked about on that pre-call, we talked at length about how important relationships are. If your if your relationship is screwed up, then your results are going to be screwed up. If it's great, your results are going to be great. And so uh, this is just a little part of of why we need to uh, design our dream life by taking action to clear those things which are not taking us towards those goals. 100%. Wouldn't you agree? I would yeah. so agree. And I would love to add to that, that when you have this, when your relationship is, is not doing well, nothing in your life is doing well. You're not happy. You're miserable. You're, and when you're miserable, it's not, you are not able to succeed in business, even though you're trying, you're trying twice as hard when you're like happy and in the flow, everything happens easily for you. Have you ever noticed that? Oh yeah. 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 And then when it's so like when your relationship is bad, when you're not happy, when you're upset, everything takes so much longer to do. And you're just like, <laughs> I have to write this report and it's getting so hard. And I'm just, Oh, I'll, okay. I It's good enough. I don't care. It's just, yes, my boss is going to yell at me. And then of course they do yell at you. But in addition to that, when your relationship, so <clears throat> there's a difference between coming up to your significant other in the same pissed off mode, like I showed, right? You're like, I'm so mad at you. I love you, but I'm so mad at you. I need a few minutes just to calm myself down, but I just, oh, I'll be like, you know, when you come back, they're like, they're understanding that you still love them. You're pissed as all hell, but you still love them, right? And they're like, okay. I'm, I'm, let, let's, let's talk this out as opposed to, I hate you. You did all this. I can't believe you, blah, 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 blah. And oh, you just, oh. they don't know when you're coming back. They don't know what they did. They don't know if it's them. They are they're like, what? I did not mean to. And so they're freaking out and they're like, why are you yelling at me? It's not my fault. They're getting defensive, right? Same tone, right? But this yeah. way, they're just like, okay, you know, I'm not saying I'm not promoting the tone. I don't actually yell or do any of that. Yeah. I'm trying to prove a point. A lot of people yell, but my sister-in-law yells. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to yell it out. I want to talk like adults. Just like, no, I want to yell. I'm like, well, you yell. I don't want to yell. But <laughs> so that's why I'm showing the yelling example because that's frequent occurrence. A lot of people are like, I just want to yell. Okay, no, that's fine. So same tone, same yelling level, same all of this. And they just kind of, one is more receptive than the other. And one gets you a different outcome, right? Which one did mm -hmm. you feel? Oh, yeah. Not the yelling. <laughs> well, no. So they both, I, I yelled at both of them, right? On the first one, I said. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which one? The first one where I'm like, I'm so upset with you. I'm, I'm, it's not you. It's me. I love you. I just need to cool off. Or. I, I hate you. You did this. How could you? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, 
both yelling, both upset, but one is accusing and attacking and respond, reacting. The other one's responding, right? Because it's like, yeah. I know I have to work through things. And I know there's some part of it that's like, nobody is 100% right or nobody's 100% wrong. There's, yeah. it's like even 1%, like somebody could be so, so wrong. There's still 1% where they're right, at least. And if you look at it from their perspective, it's more than 1%, but you need to look at their perspective. And if you look at it from your own perspective, there's still 1% little sliver in there that you can find where you did something to cause that response in them. Yeah. And so nobody's 100% on anything. Even if a significant other cheats on you, still there's something that you've done in there that's at least 1% that got them to do that. Even if they're a habitual non-monogamist, even that. Still yeah. some little sliver that you you had a hand in. Well, a re relationship's a, a two-way thing. Of course. I'm just yeah, saying like nobody's 100% in anything. That's yeah. all I was trying Yeah, yeah. 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 So, well, it's been, uh, wow. We've, uh, we've gone past our time. Uh, I didn't think it was going to happen, but, uh, wow, that's been great. I, I do have one more thing to ask you though, as we, uh, wrap up with your final words, and this has been fun. Uh, what are three things that our, our, our friends and our listeners who are listening, uh, can put these ideas into action? So number one <laughs> is notice that people who you interact with are reflections for you. So people are reflections for you to help you be the best you you can be. Um, so if you're getting mad at somebody, it's a reflection for something that you get to learn. And also life is happening for you. So you get to learn their reflections for you. So all of this is happening so that you can evolve because everything is evolving. And if you're standing still, you're going backwards because the world is going forwards. So if you don't want to go backwards, get moving with the times. Okay. So keep evolving. Um, so it gets, it happens for you. Right. Get to, um, and then the third one twerk. <laughs> when you're getting triggered. <laughs> okay. And that's T-W-E-R-C. Yes. Right. So time out. Time out. Yes. Time out. And then why? the why. why? Yes. Explore. Explore. Then and you release. Release. And then you celebrate. Celebrate. Yes. Right on. Awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you again so much. Um, Alana has a gift for you. It's from Triggered to Holstered in two minutes. That's right. And if you'd like to pick that up, uh, you go to leadmachinegrowthshow.com forward slash triggered. That's leadmachinegrowthshow.com forward slash triggered. And you can check that out, pick that up. And remember... Faith and action go hand in hand. So put the pedal to the metal. And until next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show, I'm Paul Guyon and Alana Rubashevsky. Thank you so much. It's been a thrill. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for tuning in to the Lead Machine Growth Show with Paul Guyon, where we show you how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. 
so that you can transform your vision into reality. Remember to visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show. Thank you.